0: Hello and welcome to Podcast on Purpose. This is your host, Debbie Adea, and we are going to be having some episodes coming out that are related to International Podcast Day. We did a live stream with a group of stellar podcasters where we shared the journey of podcasting together on September 30th, and we're going to be reposting some of those in audio format here on the podcast for you in case you missed it. If you would also like to go and watch the replay of the videos, you can come on over to the pod tribe on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash the pod tribe. Here we go with this episode on podcast on purpose. So uh, JJ Plazanes is an empowerment strategist and the host of several podcast shows, more than several, including <laughs> Fit, to and, Fit to Love and Spirit Purpose Energy. She is the director of Invisible Fitness, an Amazon bestselling author of Fit to Love, How to Get Physically, Emotionally, and Spiritually Fit to Attract the Love of Your Life, and author of Knack Absolute. Abs, Routines for a Fit and Firm Core. She was named Best Personal Trainer in Los Angeles for 2007 by Elite Traveler Magazine, and JJ has been featured in many national magazines, including Shape, Fitness, Elegant Bride, and Women's Health, as well as appeared on NBC, CBS, Fox 11, The CW, and KTLA. Her newest book, The Invisible Fitness Formula, Five Secrets to Release Weight and End Body Shame, debuted on number two on the Amazon bestseller list for Women's Health. And uh, she's just a dear friend, and I'm excited to have her here today. So welcome, JJ. <laughs> thanks, Debbie. You are powering through,
1: sister, all day long on it's, these. It's a fest. Seriously. <laughs> I was it's on fest. watching you and Joe and Matt and uh, and blipped on at different times. But uh, Yeah. Oh, thanks for arm. joining in. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So good for you. Thank you so much for hosting all of us today and doing all this hard work to get us organized and promoting podcasting as a... Uh, life-changing tool for a lot of people, both on both sides of the mic, right? On our side of the mic, as well as on, I know, the listener side for a lot of people that I deal with. So I can only yeah. imagine, you know, and then us,
0: right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, and how would you say, how many shows do you have? <laughs> it's, it's so funny because I'm just,
1: I'm making a graphic for, for, for another show, right? Uh, like the, like my, VIP show, well, so I'm like, what do I do? Because, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we work with other networks. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a network, <laughs> and they and they do the, they, they put all the graphics of their different shows on their like this this VIP graphic, and I was like, yeah, and and all of a sudden today, I've been racking my brain because I'm like, what do I do? Because I went from one idea of what this was going to look like to a whole like opened up so many other possibilities that I wasn't ready for. And I'm like, what's that going to look like? And then I got an adjustment and I came home around the way I got the download. Oh, here's what it's going to look like. You're going to use this picture and you're going to put all the different shows up. So what do I have active? Uh, my most popular show is called Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. And just like Debbie, Debbie and I are mm-hmm. both
0: nominated Yay. as the People's Choice Awards for podcast Wanted awards. one of us to win, but we yes. did get nominated, which is winning in and of itself. We,
1: exactly. <laughs> We're going to still get trophies. That's all I yes. care about is a to say, look, my people voted for me and we made it in the top Here 10 yes. of our category. <laughs> and that is an, an accomplishment in itself. So Huge, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we... We are so spirit, purpose, and energy is my most popular show. And then, after that, honestly, uh, recently is women, men, and relationships, which Doug does with me as well sometimes uh, once a week.
0: We love or you, or DJ Doug. Just- <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's coming on next, and he's, he's com- even welcome to crash my party. <laughs> he's, like in that, he's like in that room over there. Uh, so yeah, women and Rental relationships are is the next most popular show, and then fit to love because it's been around the longest. And then nutrition and alternative medicine. And then after that, I've got a couple video shows that haven't had new content on there yet because videos just takes a little bit longer, and the downloads aren't quite as high. So I've been really just focused on the on the audio, although I still have so much content. And then I'll be launching health and wealth uh, in November health
0: and wealth in November. Oh, um, it like sounds like a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's going to be brand new content. And I also have the fit to love archive show. So as most of you know, who are podcasters or people who listen to podcasts, once you get over 300, iTunes doesn't show your the lower shows anymore. So it's hard to get, or you can't get them at all unless they're on someone's website. So I have put back up a archive show of the first 300 audio shows for fit to love. So that's up and live for people that missed the first, uh, whatever, 10, 20, 100 of them. Uh, although only 37 are up right now. Yeah. Uh, and then they have this new VIP show going up, but that's going to be premiere and premium content only. So it's not going to be a free show.
0: So you have a, a network. So talk about that. Like what you're seeing for yourself. Like what's your, what's your vision for all these shows? It's so many, like most people do one or two maybe. Um, and I know you got into this because you had all of these different things you wanted to talk about, right? Like that's how you started yeah. doing all of the, so the
1: podcast show was a six day a week show. So when I started, I did what six days say. a week and it was a place where I thought I could do audio and video at the same time. So my Mondays were movement Mondays, which is one of my podcasts, but it was now it's called smart exercise. Um, uh, and that's video. Because I can't really talk about exercise, I have to show you. And one of the things that makes me different about in the exercise space is my, my, attention to science, my attention to real science.
0: Yeah.
1: And what I mean by that is biomechanics, anatomy, physiology, and everything that goes into physics. Oh my God, physics. So many trainers don't know physics. Um, like high gravity pulls down. Um, and anyway, <laughs> different vectors and planes of motion. It's just been, it's been amazing when you see people do exercises and you think to yourself, where did you learn that? Who, like, yeah. What do you think you're getting out of that? Um, again, but the fitness box is so small and I didn't I don't want to stay in it, but I have a lot of information, a lot of scientific medical information, a lot of really good that's going to help preserve your joints and fix them. And, you know, fix them if they should not fix them, but I can rehab many people's issues when they have them. Um, again, because it's basic science, but it's stuff that people don't learn because it's not sexy. It's not about weight loss necessarily. It can be. So that became a video show. And then there was the easy paleo gluten and dairy free cooking because I am. I love food. (laughs) I love cooking. But people think, oh my gosh, it's so hard. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, can I show you what I do that's easy? So I just started filming my cooking shows and I had guests come on, other Jeannie Peters, Meg Hayworth. Um, I filmed with Layla, Ali. So, you know, many people have been on the show and uh, used their cookbooks and and shown people easy recipes that you don't just stress out about. And once you get into routine, it gets easier. So those two were video. And then the rest of them were audio. So wellness Wednesdays became nutrition alternative medicine. Thoughtful Thursdays still isn't up yet. Uh, That one's called the emotional side of wellness. Uh, (laughs) My freedom Fridays became spirit, purpose, and energy. And my sexy Saturdays became women, men, and relationships. And what I learned because I wasn't a podcaster before I was a podcaster, I didn't listen to podcasts before I became a podcaster. I didn't realize the impact that people don't really download video and audio in the same show. And Mm -hmm. most people don't even want to download video because it's too big to have on your device. Ha ha, Mm -hmm. didn't know that. So (laughs) I did two seasons and 350 shows before I realized that the format probably wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I took all this content and thought it's a good show. There's no reason why it shouldn't be more popular than it is i 'm covering so many topics that intertwine and is really like the truth about how our lives are connected in ways that we don't want to focus on. We want to put our head over here and say, but it 's about this one thing and i'm like mm, it's not really about that one thing it's about like the five other things that connect to that one thing yeah, and so because I have this whole sort of wealth of of perspective and different areas in which to come after. You know, health and and your body, and now wealth and your relationships. They they still need the specificity of the different days. So that's why it went from one show to six shows.
0: That's because
1: awesome. I needed to brand them differently, so people could find what they were looking for more easily.
0: And you don't even. I historically, I don't know if you do now. You didn't used to even do website with show notes and everything. You really made it easy for yourself because, if obviously the amount of prolific stuff, of the, uh, the amount of content that you were putting out ongoingly right so to start you even you just did it your I had own one, way. Well, I
1: have right. a fit to love site fit to love.tv okay. and the first 350 shows did were posted and okay. are posted on fit to love.tv but once i started to and remember how, what i believe people need to understand about even just entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurialism or if you're a podcaster or not i mean if you're a podcaster and and you actually want to make any money, you're an entrepreneur now. Yes. So um, yeah. really in every area, everything should be looked at as a test. Just don't even think, even if you think it's gonna be huge or successful, like you can get excited about it, but just like act as if it's a test because you don't really know. You have an idea, but you don't really know until you test it. And so I went into this whole thing wanting to test what kind of content people wanted from me and what people were interested in, what they were searching for, and what was impactful and what were they using on their own didn't mean that I was going to not give the rest of it. just meant what's my entry point? And I thought it was actually going to be like the whole dating thing. It was like fit to love and find the love of your life. I thought it was going to be the whole like single people. Uh-uh, I was so wrong. Uh, I was so wrong. So when I actually put it out, surprisingly, it became the thing I wanted to talk about the most that I kept like excusing and thinking, ah, nobody else wants to talk about law of attraction. Nobody else wants to talk about manifesting. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted me to keep talking about it, so I thought, oh, okay, this is the entry point. So that was really fun to find out and And I won't keep all the shows, you know, I've got an idea for another show, like I'm doing a webinar tomorrow, actually October first, on awesome. menopause. And the reason why I'm doing this sh- this webinar on menopause and I'm gonna do a podcast, and it won't be a podcast that has constant information. It's just gonna be a podcast for people looking for information on menopause. I have information on menopause, but you won't know it if you come to my, you know, if you come to my show or my sites, because you're not going to see, like, I don't, it's not a big keyword, but I can be more specific and do a show. Maybe there'll be 20 or 30 episodes as a lead generation. And to put people into, you know, some kind of free offer. My book is one of them, or the webinar that I'm doing today to really hit the nail on the head for the people looking for menopause. Because I'm tired of talking about it. Do you <laughs> know how many years I've been talking about the same damn thing? And every year, there's a whole new slew of people that have no idea what's going on with their bodies. And I'm thinking, really, you don't know? I'm like, wow. I need to record this one time and then just <laughs> let it sit there. And Then every year, when the 45 to 50 year olds freak out because they've gained weight, they're tired, they're cranky, they can't sleep. Leave there. All these things that are happening, they can just, and they search menopause, boom, it's all right there.
0: So there she is.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And here, here's something that will constantly never uh, have always demand looking for it. Always because every year there'll be new people going through menopause.
0: As long as we continue to age, there will come a time when people need that. Yeah, for sure.
1: And they're not like me. They're not looking at the information ahead of time. As a trainer, I'm looking ahead going, what happens to my body and how do I prepare for that and how do I minimize or even reverse those effects? So it's, again, I've been talking about this for 20 years. I'm tired of talking about it. So I'm just going to record it on a show so people who are looking for it can have it and I can stop talking about it.
0: Evergreen. Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. So you also do, I remember I, I've had you on my, both my shows, which has been both were great episodes. The, um, the one that we had on the podcast show, you were talking about how you fill your events from podcasting, which I think is such a, a brilliant thing. Can you talk a little bit about how podcasting ties into your overall business?
1: Sure. Uh, well, I mean, at first it was a marketing tool. It was a testing tool. It was where do people want me? Where do I step into? How do I step into this? It allowed me to claim not allowed me, but it gave me permission or I gave myself permission through the feedback to not just be a trainer. You know how many people had been like, stay in your lane. I'm like, my lane has expanded. (laughs) Like, this is not like I started here, but I'm not going to stay here. And, but because my credentials are all in the fitness industry, they're like, well, stay in the fitness. I'm like, I don't want to stay in the fitness. The fitness industry is a bunch of control freaks who are addicted to how they look and addicted to controlling their behavior. Like that's not happiness either. That's not the answer Mm -hmm. to what people are looking for. They start there because they think, oh, if I lose 20 pounds, I'll be happy. And I'm like, that's not where happiness is. Happiness is wherever you are. You have to, anyway. So as I digress, (laughs) right? So for me, when I stepped into this sort of bigger calling, which still has all the parts and pieces of all the other stuff too, it's not just... It's not just about exercise and diet, and but it's not just about law of attraction either. It, like, there's a time and place for all of it. You know, you're not a good manifester if you're cranky and tired all the time. If your health is not good, you are not a good beacon to attract better things because you're probably really in a bad place. So, your health is important to help you attract those other things. So, when I started Spirit Purpose and Energy, and I'd get all this feedback about how my show was changing their lives, and then I just was like feeling into what people wanted, and I created free, a free program called my 30 day manifestation challenge, which actually today is the last day. And so today, you know, I I thanked everybody for being a part of it and asked them what their feedback was, but it's a group. And then from that group, then I thought, well, what what do those people need more of? And so that's when I'm like, okay, we need to get together. We need to do this this very visceral and cellular changing environmental, you know, things that people can and community things get together and raise that frequency uh, in in bigger, more profound ways. And so that's how the event started, and to bring in people like Lisa Thomas and Jeannie Peters and even Michael Neely with the first one and Alison Melody at the first one, and and really, you know, together collaborate into creating transformation because that's what I'm about for myself as well as others and giving them the space that new out of your comfort zone space to step into, which honestly, if you're not doing, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get there by yourself in your life because you don't have anywhere to go to. Like all you know is what you know. And until you step out of that, can you be shown maybe something different and unique and, and it can be scary. I'm in it right now. I'm in it like right now. Um, And so you need that support to know that where you're stepping into while it's scary and there are fears there is part of your path. And, uh, and so from the live event, the first one I did do some JV, I I hooked up with some people and, and did a a affiliate split and had them send out for me. And I did actually get one or two people who came to the event because of the the title of the event, which was releasing what weighs you down. And I do it, I did it in 2018. I did it this year and we're doing it again, 2020, so Releasing the Ways You Down, just by the title and the description alone, uh, did convert somebody from these different mailings. But what I came to find out over the course of the last two years, and doing three of them, I'm doing my fourth one very soon, is that the most transformation happens when they come from my show, because we, they walk mm. into the room. They already know me. They already know the content. They know why they're here. They know what they're going to get. They don't know how it's going to be delivered. They don't know how they're going to feel about it, but they're ready. And it's just really, and so, and because I'm unwilling, quite honestly, I'm unwilling at this point to do any other kind of marketing for it because I don't want people that don't know me. Cause for those of you that have attended event with someone that they just want to fill the room. They want to fill the room with hundreds of people because they know a percentage of those people are going to buy from them, but they spend half of the time educating you about them. So we are, we've just wasted so much, in my opinion, wasted so much time with that whole, like getting to know you, getting to like you, getting to trust you. (laughs) But when you're on someone's show, You've already done all that. So now you can actually get to work. Like they come in and they're ready to work. They're ready to get rid of the things that weigh them down. They're ready to, to have transformation. And it's amazing the difference when I just pull people from my show. Mm-hmm. Then when I reach out and ask, Hey, do you want to come? Like you've never listened to my show. It's, 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 yeah, I had that happen at the next big step. And there was a couple people who were referrals and yeah. And I, they kept, I kept pulling my focus. Cause I'm like, I don't know where they are with me. I don't know. You know, like everyone else, if I mention a show, they know what it's about. They remember that guest, remember you said that, remember when you did that. And it's this awesome conversation that just keeps going in person. And then we actually get to do real work. So that is my current strategy. And I, and while it's smaller than other people's, I don't care because, <laughs> because the work is so satisfying to me and the, and I can make a bigger impact on a less amount of people. And the way that I run my events is more retreat-like, not like a conference. Yeah. You know, we do circles. And so, you know, the circle is 50 people. If I had a circle of a hundred people, we'd be, half a day would be a circle, right? <laughs> so you lose it, right? so I, I can't, I can't, afford, like we have to do some other work besides circling um, in, you know, in the event. So.
0: That's awesome. I love that you do that. And I totally agree. Every client that I've gotten from my show has been like Awesome, because it's they know you, they trust you, they like you, they understand you, you know, and you resonate, which is fantastic, so you manage so many shows at once, like what how do you do that? and I know you're naturally gifted at handling a lot of tasks <laughs> i've watched you, but what would be some of like your tips for someone who's wanting to maybe manage more in the area of podcasting and also have more time for their business? Do you have some tips like that are your kind uh,
1: of sure. yeah. Um, So I wouldn't recommend that you you do what I'm doing for a long period of time. Um changing I'm changing (laughs) Here's here's the here's the bottom line about podcasting. Why did JJ have and why does she keep having more shows? Because it's the cheapest damn marketing there is on the planet. Mm. Like you cannot beat what this kind of marketing can do for you in terms of again bringing qualified leads who already know what you offer the sale becomes easy half the time they're asking hey i want to work with you you don't have to do anything but put out your content so if you're a podcaster who's not getting leads from your show then your message is not strong enough and your your call to action is not strong enough if you're someone who wants to get into podcasting for marketing reasons i would say just make sure your message is strong enough i would do this if someone if i didn't have to if i didn't if money was taken out of the equation completely, Completely, I would still be talking about half the things I'm talking about because I want to help people. I want to educate them. How I best learn is to teach others as well to really integrate the knowing of what it is that I've learned. So, uh, you know, again, I'm treating this as a test. And while I still have those two video shows that the only reason why like I've paused them, but I will put up the content because it's already done. Like to me, it's about leveraging your information. And so to me, repurposing is really powerful and I already have them on YouTube. They're already on fit to love. So why not put them on the video podcast? Why not have them there? And, and I will put them there. And then when I'm done, when I, when all the content I currently have in video form go on their respective shows, I will probably stop and I will pull back and I'll probably reduce the amount of space and my membership that I pay for the publisher every month. And I'll just let them sit there and do their thing. And, and then I'm going to look at, well, which shows have the biggest draw, which shows are producing the most amount of clients. And those will be the ones I focus on. I'm not going to run at this point. (laughs) I'm not going to run five or six shows. On a consistent basis. Um, again, I'm changing the format, which will, you know, I'm doing a VIP program, so we're going to be switching that up here in December. So I only have really two more months left of this format before I kind of change it all up, and again, allow the podcast to be lead generation so I mean again podcasting if you if you can get real specific about your content and it doesn't work the first time try another brand I mean I wasn't going to give up because my content was good and I knew that I just knew that the brand fit to love wasn't hitting the mark as quickly as it could have you can't tell by this brand that I do astrology or that I'm an expert in biomechanics or that I do gluten paleo and dairy-free cooking you don't know that by this title so that's when it when I said oh the marketing and the branding is off I need to make these shows individual because they're so specific. So I really, I would say use podcasting for what it's really good for. And that's, you know, n- niching down in each one of your topics as much as you can to attract a bigger audience.
0: So you've used it for test marketing in addition to marketing. It sounds like a, a big part of it. And, and what are you seeing is your future? If you want to share any, like, can you give us any hints as to what's coming? Cause it sounds like you've got a vision or do you want to... That TV to be yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: no okay. I, I, I know it. Um, well you know at some point when I learned about podcasting uh, the person who I learned it from back in 2014 got in really early got in like super early right and so he had like done it for two years for free and he put out a five day a week show and I think it was maybe twenty or thirty minutes and it was a very specific brand. And it was about motivation and and there were I think there were shorter shows, and i don't even know if he had any guests on it. I think it might have just been him, and he did it for a while, and then he wasn't making any money and then all of a sudden iTunes featured him, and his member he just got hit and bombarded with so many more listeners and subscribers and so then he thought, "Well, how am I going to monetize this and he made a membership
0: mm. and
1: but what he did is he took his whole show down basically and said, "Here we're taking the whole show down, but if you want to keep getting it, here's how much it's going to cost and he kept a, i mean he, the the he kept a good portion of the people who had came um, enough so that he was making five figures every month, like high five figures every month. And I did the math. He didn't have to do it math for me. I was sitting there calculating. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> worth waiting for two years. I can do that for two years. Uh, but but it gets down to that, you know, I have a pretty strong audience for spirit, purpose and energy and people who even want more of just me. They don't even care mm-hmm. if I have guests on. And uh, and because of that, and they've been there with me for years, I feel like it's time to move that journey up a notch. It's time to ask for them to pay for it. So I'm going to be reducing the amount of shows I do and moving into a VIP program, which will be paid content. And uh, we'll also have other, I mean, again, it's a minimal amount and it will include other things in it that will make it well worth the investment, even if you don't listen to all the shows. So, so I'm kind of stepping into that and, and, uh, you know, because I'm also to show people that you have to ask for what you're worth. And if your content is valuable and people are changing their lives and it's time to pay, it's time to say that it's valuable. And here's how I'm going to show you that. Because uh, I mean, I have people that tell me I can't even listen to anybody else's show anymore. And it's not because for whatever reason, right? Some others are in the same genre, um, doing some of the same things for whatever reason, you know, people find their niche and their tribe and I have found mine and I want to keep expanding it, but I want it to balance out now uh, a little bit more. I'm, done with the, I'm done with the test marketing. I'm clear on what I'm supposed to be doing. And now it's time to amp up, uh, asking for finances in exchange for this content that's life changing. And for all the, all these free 30 day challenges that I'm doing that, you know, again, people just manifest crazy, great things and they're, they love doing it and they love the support and I'll continue to do maybe one or two a year because they're great list builders, but, um, but past that it's going to be paid. So.
0: I love so that. So that's I'm, what I'm going into. I think it's fantastic. I love You're always doing, you're always innovating in some way. So that's great. And, um, and you even do, like I remember we had our, I was interviewed on your show and you were interviewed on my show and you're like, we can just like put each other's episodes on each other's shows, which is something I hadn't heard of yet, but it made a lot of sense. You want to talk about that concept?
1: Oh, I want yeah. to talk about that concept because there's someone, <laughs> in, there's someone who, when I, like I literally was getting ready to republish the show. She interviewed me and I was going to republish it on my show. Now, mind you, I don't know what her downloads are, but I know mine were more. Um, and not by many, maybe, I don't know at the time, this was a while ago. It was such a great interview that I'm like, God, I really want to share this with my audience. And, you know, and she came back with like, what, 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 what are you doing? No, you have to ask <laughs> me permission. I have spent money on production. I'm thinking, well, so have I. Yeah. And, and it was so short sighted. And even someone else that we know and love, um, when he was asked to do this, immediately said No at first mm. and i said why would you say no let's let's go over this so i i have a podcast and i have a pretty strong following of people why would they want to go to someone else's podcast to hear me when they hear me on my show? Wouldn't it be better for the person interviewing me for me to feature their show on my show? Because yeah. they're already built in people who love me, who are now going to hear you more than if they were if I'm asking them to jump over and listen to your show on your channel. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does happen. A lot of my people love Melanie. They've jumped over to her show. I've people gone to your show. I've had people from your show say, hey, I heard you on Debbie's show. So I know people who are looking for podcasts have yeah. no problem with that. But if you want to make the biggest impact, do a show exchange where you're literally giving your, the, the other person the show. It, it provides you content. It provides the other person content. You get to do role reversal. I think it's the most effective way to in, infiltrate someone else's group of people that are listening because otherwise they may come to your show and decide, eh, why do I get to listen? I already hear her. Why am I on your show? Right. Why am I listening? You know, I, I, I like JJ's show. So I, they're not going to go listen to me being interviewed on 20 different mm-hmm. podcasts. They'd rather hear the interview that was done on my show and then decide if they want to go listen to the other person's show.
0: Yeah. So the concept being like, JJ interviewed me and I interviewed JJ, and then both shows go on both shows like that, yep. right? So, like so you so record
1: twice and we got four episodes out of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a multiplier. Total. Yeah. With so multiple,
0: like- yeah, with with a lot more joy and loyalty probably in the viewing or listening. I should say. Yeah.
1: And you just just change the, you know, I mean, if you want to leave that person's music in intro and you can, other than you just put your intro and outro on the outside of that and the announcements. In fact, I have one, a show coming up this coming Thursday where I, I interviewed Michael on his show and then I put it on my show and vice versa. He did that, you know, so it's just, it's so much more efficient that way for really getting into other people's audiences a little bit more deeply than you would if you're just asking everybody to go listen to you being interviewed on someone else's show. I know. I just think that's, I think that's, that doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, cause if I'm the person I'm like, why, why <laughs> I already listened to your show. Why do I need to go listen to you being interviewed on someone else's show? Haven't you already talked about on your show, what you're going to talk about on their show?
0: Right? It's so great though. Like we just did, um, we had like, uh, at the new media summit, we had a whole bunch of people do the podcast in our, the bedroom idea. Like we always do We're always at someone's hotel room at one of those events, doing a podcast of something. And, uh, and Lou put it on his show and put a wrap around. I had it on my show. I think uh, Debbie was going to put on her show. It's great. It's like cross sharing of everybody on all of our platforms, and it's a multiplier. I just think it's brilliant. You know, however many, two, three, four, five five people, whatever. Right, um, you
1: you hit a lot more people that way yeah. than when it's just you being interviewed, and then everyone's trying to share someone else's show.
0: Totally. And what has been? You have an incredible audience. What's been the number one multiplier? Do you think for just like growing your shows, like you word of mouth. Word of mouth, okay.
1: I have a client, she uh, just recently signed up. She is uh, um, coming to my Manifestation boot camp. We had a, a one-on-one coaching session and and she lives in Boston. It was actually, she only signed up like a week or so ago and she was like, oh, but I'm in Boston and I can't take any more time off. And I'm like, yeah, but this momentum, like you've got to get this momentum going and this would be a better event and it's less expensive than the January event and I'll even give you a deal or whatever. And she, she's like, no, I want to come. Um, and, uh, and it's funny because she, she's a hairdresser and it reminded me of another person that I had whose hairdresser told her about my show. (laughs) Like, so (laughs) thank you to all you hairdressers. I need to tell, I need to say that on the show because I literally have people like, oh, my hairdresser listens to all your shows. My hairdresser listens to everything. So, So uh, yeah, it's, it's word of mouth.
0: That's awesome. Would you, do you have a few minutes if I had you and Doug here at the same time? I want to ask about COVID. Yeah, bring Doug in. Okay. Doug, I'm bringing you in. They're in the same house. They're going to be now on the same... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <same> <laughs> podcast on international <laughs> podcasting. I was
1: trying to yell to the, what, to the and, door over
0: there. <laughs> and real quickly, God. where can they find you after we're done today, if they want to connect with you, JJ? Hi, Doug. Uh, JJ
1: jjflizanes.com jjflizanes.com dot free stuff My free
2: that.
1: book j j f l i z a n e s e o u g s a n d l e r
2: wait was there a hyphen in there did I miss a a, a ceremony
1: Dougie Fresh. no oh God no um no
2: oh, oh God no oh God no because the worst well, is- I
1: don't mean no, like, did you miss no, you didn't miss the ceremony. Anyway, for those of you that don't know, um, this is my partner and I'm his partner, and he's right next door in this room.
0: You can profess your love on the yeah. international podcast. I always want, pro-
2: profess my love to JJ Flizzang on International <laughs> Podcast. Day from every stage worldwide and from everywhere I am. This and I have a link, a special link for JJ. <laughs> I
0: love you guys. You're amazing. i right, I'm gonna do a quick intro of Doug, and then I'm gonna talk co-hosting. Can we do that real quick? On the, all right, yeah. so I want to give you official. So Doug Sandler is an entrepreneur and industry leader. His book, Nice Guys Finish First, is a number one ranked Amazon bestseller. As a podcast host of The Nice Guys, Doug has interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk, Ariana Huffington, and dozens of celebs. Doug is a nationally recognized speaker, writer, and founder of Turnkey Podcast Company. Providing podcast production, editing, and launch services, his nice guys podcast with over 800 episodes has been downloaded 2.5 million times, in more than 175 countries. And more importantly, he's a dear friend, and he professes his love to JJ Flizas. So. As always, as
2: always, you know it's you know I've I've completely been converted. I have a cat sitting on the sofa I behind it. me. Hi Luna, <laughs> there's, there's, that's Luna. Probably, Hi probably, Luna. Probably several more behind me, maybe underfoot. I'm not really sure. I've walked into a house filled with cats
0: <laughs> i love it i'm all you know me i'm all about that so um and i love your textiles you put up did you get more than the last time i was there is it the same oh are you
2: talking about my uh your I'm photo kind of, yeah, that's uh, where
0: debbie go. stayed the night remember in your yeah. office when you they go
2: were. up to the ceiling super
0: comfy <laughs> uh, futon by the way if you ever need to stay over at their place <laughs>
2: Okay. I'm a six
0: foot tall person. So anyway, know. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to talk to you guys cause a lot of people don't actually co-host and, and aren't usually relationship in relationship and relationship and podcasting too. Right. So, um, what, what is it like when you guys share a show and how does that go and how, how authentic do you be on the podcast? What's, what's the experience like? Do tell behind the scenes.
2: JJ, would you like to start? Or you want me to share share my philosophy first? Either way is fine.
1: Why don't you share first? Okay. <laughs>
2: all right, that's cool. So uh it, for me, podcasting has always been the this microphone is as JJ and I always joke about, uh, this microphone is my truth serum. So you put this microphone in my face and all of a sudden there are there are absolutely no secrets that I that I won't share <laughs> Right? JJ is like. <laughs> I mean, JJ and I host, co-host a show together. As she started the show. I came on board uh, years after she started it called Women, Men, and Relationships. And it was so great. What, a, what great therapy for me to get involved in a show right on the tail end of a divorce when I needed all of this healing and I needed this therapy. And, and the show, JJ is amazing. I mean, she is a therapist on her own, you know, on her own right. So for me to be able to um, to steal the coaching and the therapy from her as I'm co-hosting and her partner at the same time, I was getting it so many different ways, and it was so mm-hmm. wonderful to be able to experience that live on the show and um, help other people heal in my process of healing as well.
0: That's awesome. All right, JJ, let's, what, what say well, you? What
1: say <laughs> I? Um, actually, what's really been fun is well, being that Doug is his own has his own show, and now two shows, and now three shows. Um, actually, it's probably more gone. four shows. I mean, you know, I you know, everyone <laughs> made fun of me for a little while and y'all doing it now so what I, what I'm going to say is that y'all following my footsteps and everyone has <laughs> right. more shows than one that's so, so it's that's yeah, so true yeah that's true right cuz y'all make fun of me but so <laughs> what we are you're free oh, that's, our, an that's idea. our bad internet
2: that's that's our, so that's our bad internet connection happening well now we're both on it right
1: yep <laughs> can you hear me now yes we can hear um, you now You know, having a partner who's a podcaster who isn't who's willing to put himself out there, to willing to talk about hard things, willing to be vulnerable on the mic, uh, is is important for me because that's kind of how I lead. And so, for us to actually talk about real things, like one of probably the next guest who's been on the most has been Michael Neely (laughs) on uh, Women, (laughs) Men, and Relationships. I mean, just the three of us will sit around and drink wine and talk on the on the show. And and at my event, and talking about why you know how we market to men, and why men aren't coming to more events, and what 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 they're afraid of, and about divorce and marriage, and working out your stuff. So for me, having a co-host who can who is willing to go there and to be real and to be honest and to share our own issues with the people who are listening to show them that we're like them and we're on the same path, and maybe we are we're a few steps ahead in some ways, but. Uh, and then, of course, we compliment each other well because I'm the more serious one and he's oh, the more yeah. goofball um, <laughs> most of the time. For sure. Yeah. So, it, so it's been really fun. We record in the car. We record in bed. We have recorded <laughs> on the beach. Pools uh, with watermelon wraps.
0: I've been on with you guys. Pools. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah. You were there for that <laughs> outside with, so with fun.
1: many people celebrating Doug's uh, coming to California. So yeah, it's been, it's really fun. So, and but the thing is it's flexible. It's not like I don't make the show about that. It has to be he and I, that it can be us. It can be me. Uh, hasn't quite been you yet on your own, but uh if you're interested, we'll talk. But, you know, so it's, it leaves me on my own with what
2: you're talking about with relationship stuff, because I got a bunch of stuff that I do on my own.
1: Mm. I met on the show.
2: Like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, the show's yeah, format. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite ready for I'm, when you
1: have a partner. I'm not quite
2: ready for for the, the JJ level of therapy and do it on my own. Although I probably should have a show on women, men and relationships that it's strictly speaking to the guys. I bet I could given enough coaching on how to how, how to house and, and host a solo episode. I, I get challenged by solo episodes. It's I, it's like I always need someone there mm-hmm. to either make validate me or to I don't know I don't know what it is, but <laughs> keep, yeah, having uh, keep you
1: a, in a straight, keep you in yeah, linear.
2: Maybe that's <laughs> that's what it is. I'm like squirrel. <laughs>
0: I love that about you though, Doug. I have to say, and I'm Jeez. seeing a new show getting birth now. There's a whole new show coming. What?
1: No, yeah, I think you <laughs> so. means Doug's gonna have a solo episode. We're gonna groom him for a solo episode on <laughs> women, men, and relationships. That's awesome because he I'm doesn't in. do his show solo either I mean he's, they're all, has inter- a co-host. They're
2: all of my shows are interview based I, I I love the sounding board of having a guest that I have someone to talk to so for me that's that does make it and but jJ could literally sit at that computer for you know forty five minutes at least forty five minutes and have this this monologue and and just completely be coherent and I don't have the wherewithal to or the level of expertise I think that she that she has in anything and i've built businesses and I've done my own stuff for, for decades. And I just don't think I could sit there and chat with myself for 45 minutes.
0: I love how you guys love each other. You're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thank so, you. Do you have any advice for anyone who's wanting to co-host a show, like in terms of, you know, sharing the mic, uh, sharing, bringing your skill sets in even more? Showing up for each other. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that the most important thing is to understand where your zone of genius is, and you really have to find someone that complements you um, so very well. It, to have someone that is a co-host, just because you guys happen to be in the same business, or you have to have chemistry. If you don't have chemistry, it makes it really challenging. I've been uh, hosting a show called The Nice Guys on Business Podcast, as as you mentioned. And we're nearly, as of the airing of this, um, at episode 1000 of that. Of that, uh, I know, it's crazy. And we've been doing <laughs> that for five years and we now do five, five episodes a week, two really casual episodes and three more business focused. And without the, um, without the chemistry that I have with my co-host Strickland Bonner, I would have a very challenging time with that show. And the same thing being said about uh, women, men in relationships with JJ is that we have such great chemistry that it's easy for me to just kind of fit into the conversation because she un- she understands and knows where I'm going to be able to add to the conversation and doesn't feel threatened by that. And you have to be able to just, again, chemistry is important. Have a cooperative effort together is important to know when to shut up, to know when to talk and, and to know when, Hey, okay, let's leave this subject behind and let's move on to the next one. Cause we're just going to agree to disagree about this.
0: Totally. And we love you, Strick, by the way. Hi. Hello, Strickland. <laughs> Shout out to Strick. Uh, Strickland, I guess what should call I should call him. Either Strick. way. Either okay. Way. Either <laughs> way. What about you, JJ? What's your advice for anyone who's...
1: Well, you know, I started my show with a lot of... Uh, well, I, I had solo episodes the first week of my show. Because I because again I have so much information in different areas that I wanted to showcase that I could help people in this area or this area with whatever it was wellness relationships, and um, psychology astrology. So I mean I've got a ton of solo shows from the beginning, and I and my I would say as a co-host because I have other friends that have started with co-hosts and then the people move and then they're left without a co-host. So it depends mm-hmm. on what you feel you know comfortable with, and then you can have like rotating co-hosts. And so I think it's a fun fun position to have but i wouldn't i wouldn't rely on having to have the same person or even having one, you know, because then you're stuck. Then you're like, well, if we can't to get, get together, what happens to the show? Or, oh my God, what I'm going to do, they can't get on or their internet's down. Like you have to be flexible in order for, I think, podcasting as a business to serve you. And that means having all the skills of having a co-host, having a bad guest, doing a solo show, having a multiple people on the show, having a group day. Um, so, I, so I think for anyone that, you know, co-hosting, if you haven't done it before, like think about bringing someone else on. I, I have a show that I thought about a, a potential sponsor, an affiliate that I work with. And I'm like, I wonder if she'd ever want to come on and sort of be a co-host every so often. I haven't asked her yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm rolling around with it because like Doug, he comes in for women, men, relationships, but that show does get aired on a couple different podcasts. So people who listen to Fit to Love hear him. People who listen to Spirit, Purpose, Energy hear him. Uh, not nutrition alternative medicine though, um, but so yeah. I would say try it. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. And like Doug said, if there's good chemistry, it also gives life to your new life to your show. It makes it more exciting sometimes. And depending on the chemistry and the reach of the other person, uh, it could be great exposure for your show.
0: That's interesting. Co-host swapping—you could, you know, like. Well, the other other thing to
2: keep in mind is it's really critical or essential in the process of putting the show together that what are the goals of both of those people? You know, when I created Nice Guys on Business podcast, I was looking for a co-host at the time, and Strickland and I, who had had a twenty-year relationship prior to that, it was really easy to fit into that relation. You know, further in that relationship, also considering the fact that. He didn't have anything to promote. He wasn't necessarily looking to start this other business. This was all driven by me writing a book and the book needing promotion and using the podcast as a promoting platform. And he just kind of rode along with it until we figured out how is it that we can play well together? What, what can we work on together? And it ended up being podcast production for us. So it really was a really good fit for us in business. And now we are a partner, you know, in this, in our business turnkey podcast productions, and it just makes things really, really easy. Now we have a common goal of promoting um, the business. The other side of it is we do five episodes a week. As I said, he only is involved in two of those, the days that we are more casual. I handle all of the interviews. It would be really challenging to put all of our schedules together, especially when you're you're not doing it full-time, like he's not doing it full-time and I am. So to put his schedule together, I would have to be very sensitive to the fact that he's got a full-time job, he's got other things that he's doing, and um, how would we put the guest in there as well? All of those things considered, it just made more sense for me to handle the interviews and create this other side of the show.
0: It's awesome,
1: but you even had like there have been times where you and I were out of town, and there was someone came on on yeah. Tuesday to be a rotating guest. You had people from the audience right. who came on as as a rotating, and even from your staff to be another host who replaced you. And then there have been times where like you and I were on the beach, and we recorded, uh, you know, a show at the beach that went on Nice
2: flexibility. Guys flexibility, flexibility is, is key. And as long as you, you know, the 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 bottom line with your with your episodes is if you're putting out episodes five days a week, you need to be there five days a week. You know, not five days in a row, I'm saying, but if you could bulk, bulk record something or batch record something and, and let it release at when it's supposed to come out, as long as you're not skipping episodes, because your community, we have our community reach out to us. If there's ever an episode that is even a couple of hours late, we have people that listen every day on their commute. No. So oftentimes it's not our fault. let us I don't want to say it's not our fault, but we'll release something and our host, it'll get stuck in the host yeah. or it'll get released or strict if it was our fault, let's say. You may have put AM a. As, as opposed to PM as release date or PM as opposed to AM. And we will have community members call us, text us, voicemail, anything us to say, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not getting my dose of the nice guys today. Where are you thinking, <laughs> hey, are you guys still doing this? It's like, Five years of doing it, a 1,000 episodes, yes, we're still doing this. We're not stopping.
0: <laughs> That's when you have really loyal fans when they really miss you if you're just yeah. like an hour late, right? I
2: know. An yeah. hour late. I'm like, you guys, are, you are you are like nice guys addicted or something. I, I know. don't know. But we have about 30 or 35 of those kind of fans. And, and you know, even though we have a, a pretty good listening base, those are the only 35 that we hear from consistently over and over and over again. They're in our community <laughs> group as well. They're your super
0: fans. They're your super yeah, fans. Yeah, they
2: are super fans. I would so- agree
0: podcasting has really changed both of your lives, obviously. So that podcasting has brought you together, right? So what would you say the impact of podcasting has been for, for each of you guys?
2: Well, I think for me, it's it's been a complete uh, game changer, a life changer for me, both professionally and personally. I mean, literally, uh, JJ and I met at a podcasting conference, um, and I was introduced to JJ as someone that was going to be a guest on my show. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you like, on my a, show.
0: It's a lifelong show, just say, Yeah, that. <laughs> just
2: saying. So you know, it's a really long show, 24-7. <laughs> exactly. And, and then we discovered through that initial <laughs> meeting that we were going to be at New Media Summit, which you, you've been to also several yeah. times, Debbie. And and we've really enjoyed that. Um, Our relationship really blossomed at a new media summit. And then beyond that, um, we have everything we do revolves around the podcasting space. So whether it's professionally in building my business of podcast production Building any number of the shows, even my passion project, which is called the uh, Ford Mustang the Early Years podcast, uh, which makes no money but I enjoy doing all of <laughs> those. Yeah, that's true, yeah, good. That, yet, yeah. yeah, I'll figure out a way. I'm not even looking for a way, it will find me, I'm sure. It's market to, to,
0: research. We are just talking about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, I use it for lead generation, business development, personal yeah. relationships, co hosting, building friendships, building my network. If it wasn't for, imagine doing of the thousand episodes. Uh, roughly 700 of those have been uh, interview episodes. So imagine my network of people that have grown from, from just doing interviews alone. And you know as well as I do that it's almost like you're in a selfish spot because the people that come on my show generally are experts in whatever industry they're coming from. And so I'm getting coached by these people that are coming on my show, teaching me about all of these amazing things that have happened in their life. You know, Steve Ulsher is one of those examples. He said to me, Hey, and at the time we had uh, a little over a million or a million and a half downloads. I can't remember the number. And he threw out some number. He said to me, if you're not making $200,000 a year from your show, then what's up? And he didn't say it in in an accusatory manner. He said it in a way that I'm like, jeez, I'm not making any money from my show. How? What am I supposed <laughs> to do here? And it really turned my brain into thinking differently. And he invited me to the first New Media Summit. And from that point on, we haven't taken a look back and we've made hundreds of thousands of dollars from our show. So I, it, it's just incredible what's happened.
0: I, I do want to ask you about that for sure. And JJ, life-changing for YouTube podcasting. Cause I want to well, ask Doug about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I'll mention that and then I'll let you guys have, I don't want to steal his time here. We love um, you.
0: We're so glad you're here.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, life changing, life <laughs> changing. Cause as I was talking about before, you know, I use it as market research, but it's very validating. You know, many people who have a message or a mission and the things you want to talk about and things you want to share cause you're learning them. Usually you try to like, get everyone around you on board, your, your parents, your friends, your siblings, people who you currently are friends with. And half the time, your clients, half the time they're not interested. Right. So what do you do with that passion? And so if- for a lot of people, it was blogging, and for me, it became podcasting. I'd much rather talk than write, and it was way easier, and I could do it more often. So I thought, this is going to be my outlet. It's like my therapy. It's my therapy to get out into the world what I'm talking about, and here's the best part. If you don't like it, you get to move on. You yeah. didn't pay for it. I don't have to be rejected by you. We don't have to have a conversation about it. You literally just skip and go to the next show. But the people who are actually looking for what I'm interested in and what more of it will stay, and that is like effortless marketing to me, I just attract the right people versus trying to convince everybody that I'm around, um, and that's the story for half the people that I know. You know, I'm tired of trying to help people who aren't interested. So I put on a podcast, and all of a sudden, all these people who are interested found me, and they want what I have to offer, and so life changing because it really again validated uh, in a way that people wanted what I had to offer. I would have been doing it anyway. <laughs> it's like I knew somebody somewhere <laughs> couldn't had to be somewhat like me and, and care about some of this stuff. Um, you know, and it just gave me an outlet for my own creativity and my own ideas, and my own learning and to keep me accountable. And then of course, yes, you know, when, what Doug, what Doug didn't say is that when we both met, we were both married to other people. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> and <that> so too. <laughs> we had no idea, like I didn't get right. into this for the right. stuff like this. Right. And I had no idea that I would have friends like you, Debbie, and that I would meet yeah. people again. Like the podcasting space is just like, it's it's like home. It's like people that are, we're all supportive of each other. And while we may not all agree or like each other's stuff, it doesn't matter. Like we all feel like we're in the same boat and we're all kind of going after similar goals with different audiences. And it really turns into abundance conversation versus a scarcity conversation of, of networking in a small room of 30 people. We are literally out in the entire world and we know that there are, you know, my people might not be their person's people or, or whatever. And And so it's really been, it's just really opened up um, that, I guess, frequency of manifesting the right kinds of people. And then of course, you know, having relationships like you and Amy and Doug and, uh, and Michael and, uh, you know, and Melanie and, and just the people that it just takes it to, it's like, I can't explain it. It's just, yes, it's been life changing. So I now have a, a partner who, uh, is everything and more than I was asking for because, I would never have said podcaster and entrepreneur but it is so fun. It is so fun it's to create so things fun. together It's so fun to have podcasts together and it's so fun to have a show together and to be interested in the same things and and um uh, Yeah, definitely life changing.
0: It's totally. podtastic, man. Just podtastic. <laughs> There, if you've been wanting to start your own podcast but not been sure what type of equipment to use, well, I got you covered. If you'd like to get a free podcast studio equipment recommendations guide, you can go to podcastingonpurpose.com. Thanks so much for joining in the conversation today. We will see you next time on Podcast on Purpose.